You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Well, what a morning after the night before that was. There I was having a lovely afternoon at the tennis, got my freebie tickets, not a corporate sponsor, a gift, and uh, having a lovely time. And then, frankly, all hell broke loose on social media and on air here at uh, Talk TV and Talk Radio with... Well, resignation after resignation. The two big names, of course, being the Chancellor Rishi Sunak and the Health Secretary Sajid Javid, who uh, decided to leave uh, really devastating resignation letters uh, from both of those men uh, about uh, how they can no longer continue Boris Johnson's government. After that, we had a spate of uh, private secretaries and very junior ranking government folk, a few trade envoys, frankly, no one had ever heard of. And everyone was waiting for some more ministers to go. But no more resignations came. And the Prime Minister, instead of falling on his sword, decided to stand firm. He is clinging on, I would say, by the last fingernail now. Today, he faces a very tough day ahead. Not just Prime Minister's questions, but also questions from the Select Committee Chairs on the Liaison Committee. So all of them, some of those powerful backbench MPs, including some who would very much like to be in his job in number 10. We'll get to question him for two solid hours on camera, and you can listen and watch it all here on uh, Talk TV and Talk Radio. Um, we're going to be talking about all of this uh, all this morning. Uh, what is going on? What has happened? What's the significance? What might happen? And uh, I'd like to hear from you as well what you'd like to know from well, well, whether what Boris Johnson could do to save his job. Is there anything he could do to save his job? Do get in touch. You can tweet me at Talk TV. You can text the word talk to 8722 and then your message. We'll get as many of those on air as we can. I'm delighted to say that our political editor, Peter Carb, will be joining us all morning, uh, as will Benedict Spence. He's a Conservative commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Well, what a morning uh, to be on air. <laughs> this is why I love having my own, my own show, because uh, I get to be on air on days like this. This is uh, this is my sort of, you know, Christmas <laughs> wedding day, best birthday, all wrapped up in one. Um, I have been saying for some time, A, not only that the Prime Minister should go mm. over Partygate, um, 
appoint, knowingly appointing a sex pest to a position in government, etc., etc. I mean, you name it. Um, I don't. I just don't think he's serious about dealing with the cost of living crisis for many, many, many different reasons. I've been saying he should go. Mm. I've also been saying that in recent weeks, I think he will go. I don't think he'll survive until party conferences. Certainly not by the end of the year. Mm. Um, uh, because I think the, the discontent on the backbench has grown so strong. Yesterday it appeared to be something of a game changer for lots of people, certainly in Cabinet. Do you think he survives the week? I mean, I think there's a chance he might survive the week. I think that's a, that's a fairly optimistic outlook, but it's still entirely possible. Um, I think you're right. It's 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 not long now. He's not long for this political world. Um, I th- I have to be honest, I'm incredibly frustrated, actually, to be sat here having this having happened, given that only a few weeks ago there was a vote of confidence in the Prime Minister that he narrowly survived. And one does kind of think that actually there was an opportunity to have made this very clean a couple of weeks ago, but there wasn't the resilience, there wasn't the sort of the fortitude amongst uh, any sort of cabinet uh, ministers at the time to come out and say uh, he needs to go. And I mean, I, I know that the, the Chris Pincher thing has come out since then, but actually... As you've just pointed out, the charge sheet was not exactly small at that point. So whilst he might uh, limp on into the weekend, perhaps even a couple of weeks afterwards, the very fact that we're able to sit here and say he could go on for days, weeks, is incredibly frustrating given that we had an opportunity to have really nipped it in the bud, to have had a clean break a few weeks ago. And it's taken something, you know, it's it's taken a, a, another scandal, yet another scandal, and to to finally I prompt people to say that's I think that's where enough. a lot of um, the Cabinet and the Conservative MPs uh, became concerned, which is that mm. here we go again, another, not only the, you know, they all knew about Chris Pincher as yeah. well, so let's all let's stop, you know, I, I mean, I, I was not aware of this stuff, other than the fact he'd resigned in the past, long distance, I hadn't remembered that. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's not one of my colleagues, I think I would have if it was someone <laughs> I dealt with every day. Uh, but appointing a set, knowingly appointing a sex pest uh, to, um, to the uh, to the, to the job of being a deputy chief whip and having wanted to point him as chief whip. And he wasn't chief whip because Steve Barkley, now a new job, we'll talk about that in a few moments, mm. uh, said, oh, not a good idea. I mean, come on. Um, it was the handling of that, I think, was the giveaway that the prime minister is saying, we're going to get on with the job, we're going to focus on things. And a lot of people were saying after, including a lot of the leading rebels, after the, uh, the failed co- um, confidence vote, well, successful Boris Johnson, a failure for the rebels, they'd said basically, we're, right, we're going to give the prime minister one more opportunity mm to get on with the job, get serious, big changes. And we were told that's what he was going to do. But it was quite clear from the handing of the Chris Pincher affair that there had been no change at all. That was the key thing. Although I think the the most fascinating thing we've got right now is that if we do see the Prime Minister ousted, if he does mm. actually get brought down, and I don't think he'll resign, I think he no. will actually have to have lose a confidence vote, um, is he could be brought down by a sex scandal that doesn't involve him. I thought that, yeah. The irony! <laughs> everybody everybody realised that and thought, well, isn't that... I mean, it, it's not funny, but it is also quite funny, given who it is we're talking about. Um, but, but again, I think that that speaks to a real lack of backbone in the Tory party, that they all went, oh, well, it's how he's handled this that isn't very good, given that, as you pointed out, it's not as if it was a massive secret. It took the story to come out in public for everybody to realise, ah, this is the case, and then to go, well, what are you going to do? But, but again, wasn't it wasn't it this idea about integrity? And again, this is why, you know, he's still got the Privileges Committee reporting in the autumn, um, and that could most likely happen after mm. party conference in October, but could be before, because um, these committees can release reports before Parliament is sitting again in the autumn. But the... the, the, the the, the bizarre situation where, you know, you have all the you have all these investigations, you have all this, but the key thing here is once again the Prime Minister has got himself into a mess by lying about it. So the Partygate issue, if Partygate was what was going to bring him down, mm. it would be over a Privilege Committee finding that he had knowingly misled Parliament. Now, 
I have not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that he knowingly <laughs> misled Parliament. He's yeah. a highly intelligent man. He knows what he's saying. And, and, and we know he's got a history of lying. I'm sorry. You, you can vote for the... Love him for Brexit. I'm, I'm loving for what he's done on Ukraine. I'm not anti, I'm not an anti-Boris, anti, you know, Brexit, you know, person who just, oh yeah, any excuse to get Boris Johnson out. I had a, I, I have to say, I I wasn't, I didn't have high hopes of him as prime minister other than he was going to get Brexit done. That was it. It's all I needed, mm. you know. But actually, you know, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm unhappy with aspects of the handling of, of the pandemic, but I do I think anyone would be any better? other than Margaret Thatcher, probably not. Um, in, in which case, um, we would actually looked at the evidence and gone, no, this is insane. We should do what Sweden's done. But, but you know, it, it's, it's the issue here is it's the lying about things. It's the covering up about things. And it's the treating MPs, his cabinet and us voters as idiots. This idea that we can just say something which everybody knows is untrue. Mm. And then we're going to have to say, oh, oh, yes. Um, yes, we did say that, but we didn't really mean it or it wasn't really a lie when everyone knows it was a lie. Yeah, it's that. I think that was what pushed a lot of people over the edge yesterday, which was just this. The, the, the former permanent secretary of the foreign office saying, no, what number 10 has said about what they did or didn't know about Chris Pincher, biggest experts, um, is, is untrue. That is not true. You can't have the prime minister and number 10 press people. You can't have them routinely telling lies. No, you can't. But I think we've had enough of that over the the course of the Johnson administration, actually, uh, you know, to, to say that, uh, you know, that this was known about Boris Johnson, as you've just said, you know, from time in previous positions, whilst as prime minister, whilst as mayor of London, there are plenty of allegations of you know of him not telling the truth and plenty of instances of it being proven that he didn't tell the truth for it to be the case that I don't actually think it's acceptable for a lot of Tory MPs to have done what they've done and go oh well this is the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. no come on you They're knew looking, this about him so if this excuses. is about integrity mm, I think you've lost I think a lot of MPs have lost unnecessarily a lot of credibility is it about integrity or is it about the polls showing that Boris Johnson is no longer the vote winner the uh, snap uh, YouGov mm. poll um, it shows that let's say fifty four percent of the people who voted Tory in twenty nineteen. So many of those will not necessarily be people who are sort of staunch long term Tory voters. Those key floating voters and you know, red wall seats who came over and gave him that eight strong majority he, he previously had. But fifty four percent of people who voted Tory in twenty nineteen want the prime minister to go. Mm. Um, that is up massively. It was thirty four percent pretty much this time last month. That is a huge, huge, huge change mm. um, in people. Um, I, I mean, that's something I've certainly been saying on social media and on here is it those who say okay we've got a lot of problems can't we hey small small matter of a cost of living crisis and a war in europe but apart from those you know and all these other issues I, i've said to everybody again and again when do you think the good news is coming for the prime yes. minister when 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 is he going to change he said he's not he said in an interview mm. last week i'm not going to change He's, he, this is, these are, if you've got a problem with his integrity and his character, he's had those problems all, always, but he was a vote winner. Well, he's no longer a vote winner. He hasn't got integrity. Yeah. Had, and, you know, we're, we're, and we've got a cost of living crisis, which is actually affecting people who genuinely can't afford to heat their homes this winter and, and can't afford their food bills right now to put fuel in the car. Uh, you know, when's the good news coming? There ain't, ain't, there ain't well, any good news for, I mean, probably a year. Well, that's exactly the point. And I mean, as much as we're saying, you know, it's only now that the numbers are starting to come in and they're looking ugly on the regular. The trend has been going in that way for yeah. some time. And again, there was time to arrest that slide and it wasn't taken. And now the Tories, I think, regardless of who they end up replacing it with, face a real battle at the next general election, regardless of who they get in, regardless of who's leading the Labour Party, because they're all tainted by this administration. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. 
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.